My mum always said life was like a box of chocolates. I am Iron Man. I see dead people. May the force be with you. To infinity and beyond! I will not die sober! So you don't remember the accusations made against Al Monroe? I don't. He took a girl, Nina Fisher, the one you don't remember, back to his room where he had sex with her repeatedly and in front of his friends while she was too drunk to have any idea what was going on. She was covered in bruises the next day. Handprints, I guess you could say. Was it reported? Yes. Do you know who Nina spoke to? You. Hey guys, this is Pop Review, the movie podcast. I am Matt along with Jimmy and Kelly. Hi. Hi. You know what movie we're reviewing today? Oh my God, what we're movie? Like Promising Young Woman. That's Promising Why'd Young you Woman. Have to if, you, if you didn't hear his whisper, that's Promising Young Woman, everyone. <laughs> I'm so excited. Jimmy, tell, tell everyone how excited you have been. Let's Jimmy introduce this movie. Let Jimmy do this movie. Since this movie came out at Sundance and I saw the first trailer, I'm like, I need to see this movie. And fucking COVID was like, nope. So I finally got to see it. <laughs> and I watched it twice in a week so let me say the um synopsis nothing in cassie's life is what it appears to be she's wickedly smart tantalizingly cunning and she's living in a secret double life by night now an unexpected encounter is about to give cassie a chance to right the wrongs of her past uh so it's at 91 percent for critics 88 percent for audiences which Woo, i'm actually woo-hoo. a little surprised it's kind of low that i thought it would be 98 percent um, no 88 Oh, 88's good. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I thought this one, it's been getting a lot of traction, so I thought it would be a little higher. But I can see why some people don't like it, even though I'm in love with it. Yeah. Okay, the drink today is called XOXO. It's bourbon, pink lemonade, simple syrup, and red wine. It actually sounds kind of good. I want to try it. Thank you I so like much. the pink lemonade part. Thank you. So yes. I'm assuming we all liked it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I loved this movie. I want to talk. I want really. I just almost want to interview Jimmy because it's just like Jimmy. What was your favorite part? What was your favorite things about these movie? This movie, uh, the music. Okay. The cast. Mm-hmm. Anyone in particular? I know Carrie Mulligan because she's amazing. Carrie like, Mulligan. Anyone else? Connie Britton. Mm-hmm. Bo Burnham. Mm-hmm. Allison Brie. Okay. You're naming literally the you know, entire like, cast. I don't mean like keep going on cast. I meant like you can <laughs> keep going on like the different <laughs> things about what you like about it. Oh, um. I like I like I've realized that there's this, this is now a genre called the good for her genre mm-hmm. and I f- think that's one of my favorite genres. Is it a new thing that has come out? Recently because like people have been like the good for her genre and I was like the, like Gone Girl, uh Promising a Woman, Midsommar, like all these movies were like I had yeah. no idea that this was an actual genre. It's like I think this movie kind of popped it up. Yeah, I think it just started. So, it was just good Emerald Fennell, that screenplay was amazing and directing. And directing, but that screenplay is oof. It was good. It kind of blows it's a my really mind. Good screenplay. It was Gone Girl, but not. But like because it, Gone Girl, I had read the book and I saw that movie about five times in the theater. And at a certain part in that movie, I get so anxious. And every single time I watch that movie, I get anxious, and I know what's gonna happen. This is the same way. When she's walking up to the bachelor party, I get very anxious. See, for me, it's when she goes up to the bedroom in the bachelor party is when i get nervous now watching it back after watching it for the first time but i just want to go back really quick about um like the screenplay i'm shocked that like this like premise hasn't like been made before like i feel like this is such a creative like premise like i'm shocked that it hasn't been made yet i'm pretty sure that this premise has been done before but the thing is is that it's really hard to execute this premise Mm -hmm. like 
perfectly because there are so many things where it can go wrong where it can be like perceived as her just being like a terrible person mm-hmm. or like it's just like it's such a fine line and i think the director who is it emerald emerald Fennell. emerald Fennell. i think that she just straight up like did it perfectly where she told that line Mm-hmm. between like going a little too far but also keeping it like super nuanced so like i read her entire harper's bazaar um interview that she did about this movie and it was just so interesting and i was telling jimmy about it and i was just like oh she's like a genius like so spoiler alert i mean it shouldn't be a spoiler because again you should have seen this before we before listening to this but at the end when she dies mm-hmm. like i get that's supposed to be like the twist but it's like she always had her dying at the end mm-hmm. because she was just like she has to die at the end because I'm trying to make this movie realistic. Like she has no formal martial arts training. <laughs> she's not a superly she's not a super buff athletic person. She's this skinny, small woman and she's going up against a, a man twice her size. Like what are the odds that she's going to be able to actually beat him should he get should he free himself from his restraints like i, I th- we'll, we'll jump to the ending because like first i don't consider tech i don't consider the twist what they call a twist a twist i consider it more of just like a turn of events because like i don't you, think it's a twist either you kind of know something's about to happen i consider the twist in the movie that you find out bo burnham was at at the party and watched the, the i feel one like that's not get, a twist though raped, i knew it raped. i knew it right away Oh, I didn't see that coming, and I I was like kind of like falling for Bo Burnham. Why I was like, it, Bo, you guys, oh, Bo. I feel like you two always like never see it coming, and I'm like, as soon as he said, "Oh, I'm still friends with those guys," I was just like, "This is not gonna have a happy ending." But like, did he not know who Cassie was? Like, if like as soon as as soon as uh, what's his face when she said Al like yeah. figured out who he she was, he was like, "Oh shit!" Like he knew he was in trouble. Why would he keep going to her and being like, yeah, I was there when your friend was raped and I was like watching it and no, laughing about Al, it, but I want to be friends Al with you. I didn't know it was Cassie because she used Nina's name. Yeah, but once he found out it was Cassie, he got scared. Once he heard it was Nina's name, he got no, scared. No, he heard no, he, Nina, no. but, but then he goes, oh shit, you're her friend. Mm-hmm. Well, because it made sense then because like when she brought up, you know, Nina, and then he was like, oh shit, it was her friend. But I don't think because Bo, in Bo Burnham's character's eyes, he was just like, oh, we were just kids. Mm-hmm. So he probably didn't realize how much it. I mean, how's he, he? Does he know that she's like stalking people at night? Besides that one scene. No, like, I don't think so. I think she. He so, finds out her true craziness in that scene where he. Where he like is like, here's the video. Uh, tell me where the the bachelor party is. No, yeah, that's when he figures it out. But he has no idea that she's like that. Like, she was that affected by it. Yeah, but like at the same time, like, at the end, when when um when Al killed her. I was like, oh, like, maybe it's going to be one of those things. Because it's like, I wanted her to get that satisfaction. And I'm like, oh, maybe she'll be like, hey, like, like it's like a horror movie. Like, double, you got to double tap them. Like, maybe she'll be like, ah, and like kill them. But then I actually felt like unsettled. I was like uncomfortable in my skin because I was like, this yeah, doesn't feel right. But that's what I'm saying. That's why she did it. She purposely did that because she was like, you know, everyone wants that satisfaction kill. She's like, but in reality, that's not going to happen in this situation. So she's like, I want people to feel that she was robbed of robbed of her of her winnings and stuff like that. Because she's like, that's how it feels for some women. But she but she did in this movie, like she did get the satisfaction a little bit. No, later. Yeah, yeah. She, but, gave, but need- she gave that little extra. But she was just like, I want people to still feel like, OK, she still got that part. But mm-hmm. it still doesn't feel complete because she didn't 100 percent get. Exactly. Yeah. But what now- everyone wanted. 
now I think we should talk about the... Why don't we talk about the ending first since we're already talking about it? But no, but I, this okay. leads up to the ending. Okay. Like the tick marks throughout the movie. Like, you know, how it was like when she went to Alison Brie, it was mm-hmm. one. And oh, then... you mean the parts of her plan? Yeah. So the Alison Brie one, I wasn't sure what she was trying to do. And then I was like, I thought that she was having this guy like you rape her. And I was like, that's a little dark. That's what I thought too. Same. But then, but then I realized with the second, the second victim was Connie Britton, who was the dean of the the med school she was at. Then I was like, oh, okay, she's not. She just wants them to feel, even for a second, what what it's like to be in that position. But at the same time, I feel like she'd be fine if something went by accidentally wrong. I don't think so. I don't uh, think so. Because she's know. she never hurt anyone. She was gonna literally bash the guys, the lawyer. Yeah, but they made you it don't... a point that she never actually did anything. And again, this is what the director talked about in her interview. She was just like, she actually didn't do anything in this entire movie to hurt anyone. Yeah, she just wanted them to make them feel like like with Connie Britton when she was like when she dropped she's like oh i dropped your daughter off with the guys in nina's room and she's like they had some vodka but i think they'll take good care of her and she's like what room is she and she goes well you should know what room it is because nina came to you and told you the room and she goes i don't remember she goes well that's 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 too bad the only thing i would say the only thing i would say like it's that she didn't do anything technically yes but she had two things that she was planning on doing she the alfred melina character she seemed like she was gonna have a guy like break his knees almost kind of like beat him up a little bit i think he was gonna like bully her and also, he him. was gonna literally carve Al's stomach. Yeah, that was the that Nina. was that was the only one I think she ever went to do harm to was because he did the physical harm to her. Everyone yeah, else that's... was just like you know there and just didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But Al was the only one who actually did something, so she was gonna carve her name. But so like the third one was Alfred Molina, but he realized his mistake, so mm-hmm. he you know she forgave him. Which I thought was also good because she like she's able to forgive. You, you can tell she didn't want to, but she did. That's yeah, why I thought she. She's, Carrie Mulligan was like, fucking phenomenal in this yeah. movie. Um, and then the fourth one is you know her working up to the bachelor party. Mm-hmm. But the best the best one is at the end when you realize her whole grand plan comes up and she had set up this whole thing in case she had died. It almost seemed and like the, she was gonna die no matter the, what. And the cops come up and all of a sudden you just see five. The second time I watched it, I actually cheered. I was like, yes, you got Al, you did it. I'm going to admit, though, the first time I watched it, I wasn't sure why they were counting. I thought it was just like, but then the second time I was like, oh, it's, it's from the, the numbers book. that yeah, she does. I was she, like, every night when she went out, she would like put the guy's name in a little tick next to it, which can we talk about how good that opening scene was? With, oh, um, my God, it was face? so like, good. Adam, Adam Brody. Brody. Adam Brody. The, like the look of fear on his face when she sits up and she's like, I said, what are you doing? And I was like, "You're disgusting." Like well, that was giving me one of my fun facts. Um, the part where the, that scene apparently that's like um, Emerald Fennell literally like thought of that scene where it's like, "What happened if someone was like so drunk and the guy was trying to have sex with you and you're like all of a sudden you just got up and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop!" And then she wrote based on that from the rest of the movie and then ended up keeping that scene in. I love at the end when she's walking home in the beginning. In the beginning, mm-hmm. and she's walking home from that like encounter. And you don't know, because at this point, you don't know what she's capable of. And mm-hmm. you just see this, like, red stuff dripping all over the place. I thought it was blood. But it's a jelly donut, and she's just eating it disgustingly. And the best are when the guy, the construction workers are, like, catcalling her, and she just stares at them. And they're like, what are you doing, you weirdo? Like, yeah. that was, oh, it was so good. But it's like, this movie, the casting was cast, like, I thought I thought it was really interesting that they cast a lot of more comedic actors, like, that do a lot more comedy in this role. Because it was like, their parts were more creepier. So I was like, that was interesting. Bo Burnham was amazing. Carrie Mulligan was amazing. Um, everyone was great. 
And then also, I thought I cannot specifically put this in a genre. It's really like a well, we have a genre. Oh, that's now. true. I'm sorry, I forgot. It's, it's the new. Uh, what is it called? Just good, for, good, her. For, her. Oh, good for her. Because it's from the Arrested Development meme. But if <laughs> if you remember the episode, I think it's the one where Lucille goes off her postpartum depression meds, like mm-hmm. twenty years after her last child, <laughs> and and they're like, and the mother kills her her two children in in the he drowned the two children in the van so she can get some peace of quiet. She's just good for her. Oh, and everyone was just that. like. What, what she needs to get back on that medication i remember that so yeah. that 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 meme had started like that's what that's why it's called good if, for her if you really think about it it's kind of like a where did i have a bunch okay it's kind of like a dark rom-com first of all like romantic comedy with the two of them it's a thriller it's a drama like it, it plays and it also like i've never changed my opinion on so many characters so many times in one movie i'm like i like them oh they suck oh i like oh they suck no, oh my god every, like every male character pretty much in that movie was disgusting uh, not bo burnham at Ex- first mm. at first he was except bad. for her dad alfred molina was molina. not bad he was okay yeah um, but they said that the director was just like i purposely like made adam picked like adam brody and then mclovin because it's like generally everyone looks at them as really good guys mm-hmm. but they're just like with adam brody in his scene the opening scene they were just like he is so it's like she was just like do you see how delusional he was that he actually thought that she was enjoying him kissing her even though straight up she was doing nothing yeah, he was just yeah. <laughs> he was just all over her face and he's like like oh you're so good and it's just like she is literally not doing anything that's, and how they delude themselves into thinking oh yeah like this girl was into it yeah that that's like like when like she goes to lay on the bed and he jumps on her and he's like oh no don't go to sleep and then she goes, she's like, what's what's going on? I need to go home. She goes, no, no, you're safe. Don't worry. And I was just like, oh, my God. Well, it's just like the McLovin where he's like, fuck, she's asleep. <laughs> oh he God. literally like, almost like smacks her. And he's like, wake up. And so, then he tell, he what? actually tells her at the end. She was He was just like, what are you talking about? I let you, I woke you up. I didn't let you fall asleep. And, yeah, and like, she goes, oh and she's like, you know what? Yeah, points for you. Because half the guys would have put their fingers inside of me While even I was, if I was asleep. Yeah. So good for you. You woke me up. I couldn't stand, but I was awake. So good for you. I know this movie. I, I also like everything they were trying to get, like jokes wise, and just what they were trying to put on the page and then put it on the screen. They achieved. I feel like everything I'm not even a Carrie Mulligan fan. I've never. I mean, I like liked her. she's I liked good in education. She's excellent in. She's good, but I've never been like, oh, like what? That's amazing. The amount, the times she was able to kind of switch from like her like more loving side with Bo Burnham, then to like more of the crazier side. Which is what I think I wrote somewhere. I think you can no, you actually see her that switch. Yeah, there's a part back and forth when it goes a couple times. No, but like literally, like you see it in her face as when she's she's driving home from the Bo, like one of the Bo Burnham dates, mm-hmm. and she gets out and she has her groceries and she's humming "Stars Are Blind" and yeah. then she sees Allison Brie. Yeah, and you can see her it just like switch back, and then like when she goes into the house, she just has this like dead stare on her, and she's just like, "Do you want water?" Like, and it switched off when she went to and went on the first date with him. Yeah. Should we talk about that really quick? The Star is Blind scene? Stars are Blind, which is probably <laughs> one of the best scenes in that movie. Oh, my God. I keep trying to interpret why they use that song, but I have no fucking idea. Paris Hilton enjoyed it. And she, she, she she gives her. She was on Watch Weapons Live with a couple of the people. Who? Um, Karen Mulligan, a couple of the people from Promising Young Woman. And I think someone asked, like, why did, like, did Paris Hilton, like, see it? Did she like it? And I, she must be a big Paris Hilton fan because... And so probably Emma Fennell as well, because she was like the one thing 2020 that sucked is that I couldn't have Paris Hilton come to a premiere for this film. And it's like, she's like, I didn't want to dance to it. I was terrified. But Bo Burden was like, 
let's just do it. Let's just dance. And I was like, it seemed like they were just like, should we just use this? And it just kind of came into an idea. That's what it seemed like to me. Do you know what I was asking myself? I was like, why are they spending so much time in this (laughs) drugstore? Like an inordinate amount of time. And like everyone's just like, okay, cool. Just like throw around all our groceries, like our little snacks that we have around. Dance along to the song that's over three minutes and then just be like, okay, we're buying. Bye. That was the best part. It's like a lot of movies, like it seems like no one is paying attention. I'm like all these people, like there's this one guy during that scene where he's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, can you like not be near me? And like the person at the counter like jumps because he pops one of the bag chip (laughs) bags in her face. (laughs) But like back to like the way she kind of switched on and off. When she kind of was a little more unstable, um, I feel, to me at least, I don't know why I got like the same vibes that Allison Williams was giving off during Get Out at the end when she became crazy. Anyone else get that or just me? Yeah, I can see it. Like when she's in the car and she bashes the guy's car. That, no, that, and like, you can just also, the way she, it seemed like she never left college, her mindset. Like the way she dresses, her nails, her hairstyle. It was no, very, she she was just stuck in that time period. So I think that's why she was acting that way, because in Get Out, Allison Williams is like eating Cheerios, dunking them one by she one in milk. Fruit Loops. Oh, Fruit Loops, sorry. Because she was separating the colors from the white milk, Matt. Come that, on. That oh, is that what it was? St- oh, I forgot, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no, I just got the same, like, she's just so, like, stunted that, like, she, it was like that kind of like childlike behavior in like a grown woman type well, thing. Well, the th- the director was saying they were like they purpose like the scene with the truck and stuff like that. They were like she's very self aware that she's unstable, and yeah. that's what everyone else around her doesn't know. So they're like she does the things that she does because she knows that's the only way that she'll be able to control and release all of the anxiety and hatred she has from what happened with um her friend Nina. So she was like, when she does the, uh, when she bashes in the truck and she screams fuck at the end, she was like, that's her hating herself because she just realized that she didn't control anything and she just let everything out. Also, like, very few times it's like where I'm like hoping the like more crazy person like gets that on top and just like no, no, no um consequences for them. Well, she was doing it for a good reason. No, I know this. That's what I'm saying. This script made me feel like it would, the way that it was written and the way like she directed, it's just like you were able to switch so quickly on people's opinions and it's like rooted for one person all of a sudden you're like i don't want you to do that and then like you feel it, it was just your, your emotions were playing with you so much that i thought she did a great job directing writing movies. i was misled though i for thought what? this was going to be a murder movie i wasn't sure it looked more horror in the trailers like a get out type it looked like i this thought w- it was gonna i thought she was gonna kill everyone so like yeah but the I mean, they, she was just like, I know everyone thinks that, but she didn't actually hurt anyone in this movie. And I was like, I ha- I went into this movie with the wrong misconceptions. I was just like, I'm about to watch a gore fest. No, yeah. <laughs> now, now, see, she attempted I, sometimes. When I saw the work. trailer, I was like, this is like Gone Girl 2, and I need to see it because Gone Girl is one of my favorite films. So, do you yes, think- but Gone Girl also has a gore. No, yeah, Gone Girl is. Gone Girl has crazy. a lot of gore. <laughs> That's why I she literally it was a bathes herself. Thing in neil patrick harris's blood exactly exactly and jimmy's just like no i got gone girl vibes i was like she fucking killed but you know what? Dude I, I got girl. the good for her vibes and there wasn't a rule until like i read it and i was like good for her all genre and i, I was like oh that's it okay jimmy's gonna start a new podcast they, just called no, good for I her think- with jimmy and i'm just gonna watch all these good for her movies <laughs> honestly that podcast would probably do like blow up <laughs> compared to ours <laughs> do you also do you think this movie's gonna do it's gonna be People want to get Oscars, but it's not going to reach that level. Or do you think it can achieve a lot of Oscars? I think it will. 
Or is it going to be like a gone girl situation? Shh, don't say that. Mm, honestly, I'll be 100% honest. I think it has a good chance, but I think it might be a gone girl situation. Which one? Now, Now, gone girl got, I think, like one or two. What she would be the one. few that, what would be the one that I would get? Actress, I writing? Think actress and actress. writing. Okay. That, yeah, I feel like it'd be between actress and writing if they had to choose just one. Because those are the biggest standouts, like visually wise. Uh, it doesn't really have, like, cinematography and stuff. Like, I, I mean, see, like, I loved it. Hair, makeup, maybe getting it. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so, to be honest. Because, like, I just feel like, like, um, I don't think there was anything outstanding about hair and makeup. Oh, I just thought I thought it was good the way, like, the way she looked. It was very all soundtrack. about what she looked. Oh, see, soundtrack. I didn't think the soundtrack was anything crazy. Oh, I listen to the soundtrack oh my all the time. God, I love the soundtrack. Oh, Kelly, by the way, Selena's is playing in the opening scene with Adam Brody when he goes to her. Oh, what's playing? Selena's, Selena's is my best. So. That is my favorite song off the soundtrack. Besides, it's Raining Men. I fucking love it's Raining Men. And then I don't really count the toxic acoustic version as a song, but I love that too. Because like I, the music wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong, but it's no like Birds of Prey soundtrack. Oh no, Birds of Prey definitely has a better soundtrack, but the soundtrack is pretty good on this. Like this one, I my favorite, my favorite. Like a lot of the time, the movie was had that kind of like low kind of hum to it because it was a lot more silent. Like I didn't see it having a lot of soundtrack esque songs to it. Besides, like no, the Star soundtrack was actually a big deal because my friend, I have a friend that works at Capitol Records who released this album, mm-hmm. and he said everyone, like executives and everyone, were going crazy over the soundtrack. Yeah, I remember when like the soundtrack came out and people were like, "This is one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard." Now, I personally don't think it's better than Birds of Prey, but it is really good. Here's a theory I had while watching it again for the second time. At the end, she gives Laverne Cox the Cassie side of the heart necklace. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was her passing on the you got to go get these men? No. That no. was her just like leaving tracks with everyone. I-, I thought it was like, why would he? Why would she leave the Cassie necklace? It was just leaving something with each person she trusted with. Notice that she didn't like, leave anything with her parents. That's her only friend. That's yeah. her like only friend. Like notice nothing was with her parents. It was who she trusted. She trusted that one guy because she like, he kind of apologized to her. Alpha, Alpha, Alfred, Alfred Molina. Molina. Alfred Molina. Like, she trusted him because she knew she he would do something good. She knew she knows Laverne Cox would do something good with that. And where else did she? And Bo Burnham was getting the text. That was it, right? That's all she like, kind of like mm-hmm. breadcrumbed around. Oh, but that when the song started playing and she was like, "You didn't think this was over, did you?" Oh, now it is. And I was like, "How was, pissed were you when the police went to Bo Burnham?" They didn't go to Bo Burnham. Said, yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, they, you did. When they uh, questioned him, they questioned oh, him. Oh, oh, that I think at the very end. No, when they were questioning him, they were like, "Did you know she was going?" Where she was going, he's like, I was like, this is it. This is it. You could do it. And he's like, no. And I was like, you fucking well, dick. Watching it a second time, like once she gets, like once she goes to like um, carve Nina's name into Al's body, I kind of saw it as like Al kind of, he finally got a dose of his own medicine. The yeah. director had no intention of this movie to throw any positive light on the mail. No, that's not, po- that's not a positive light on the mail at all. Hey guys, this is B from Arbitrary Advice, your one-stop shop for advice, arbitrary and otherwise. We talk about anything and everything, from serious issues to internet challenges and life hacks. Have a question or topic you want covered? I'm available through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or email me at arbitraryadvicepodcast at gmail.com. My mission is to help people through their challenges, no matter the size. New episodes every Sunday and available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, 
Alison Bree's character. You had a fucking video of this for the last eight years and didn't do anything with it? They just laughed about it? What do you mean? You go to the freaking, like, when they're asking you, like, what happened? You're like, oh, here's a video of it. I was like, I got really pissed at that scene, too. I was like, rude. Yeah, there wasn't really much else to say, but I think the worst was probably, in my opinion, was Connie Britton's character when she's just like, I don't remember any of this. And she's like, this happens all the time. I'm like, it happens so much that you can't remember it. Like, yeah. that's such a travesty. And we have to give we have to give uh, the boys the benefit of the doubt. She's like, we can't ruin their lives, which is like exactly what they said to that disgusting swimmer brock whatever his fucking name brock is turner was that his name yeah, guys brock another turner. one of my fun facts is that they called a promising young woman because they called him a promising young man oh look at that and a person i feel like all of her last her number her like one through fives at the very end were just Ooh, terrible the connie Britton one though yeah it's like that situation where you're just like oh you don't want something to happen to this young girl but it's also like Ugh, bro you like brought this upon yourself and then it's just like it's one of those things where you're just conflicted because you don't know who to side with one of my favorite lines from the movie she's like she goes ah brains what is what is what good did it ever do a girl anyway or something like that that was like one of my favorite lines from that movie also like i feel like this movie is an easy watch like i can never get fatigued from it like it doesn't like almost like oh not like i have to be in the mood or like i have to be like oh like i've seen it too many times i, can't, I need to take a break from it it's one of those ones where something is always happening and the story is so... It's not overly complicated. Yeah. And it's it's not like long. But it's also not over... It's not like simple with a lot of stuff plugged onto it. It's kind of like... A, it's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. It's it's not... I mean, it's not like super short though. It's a normal... It's, it's like an hour two, and 50 minutes. Was it that? It's that was like two, two hours. hours. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like Gone Girl. That's like two hours and 45 minutes. That's long. Well, it's one of those things where it's like... You, this seemed like it was like she had enough content for two like two hours and that's what it was. It wasn't like, let's stretch a little more with this scene or this scene. Yeah, like it was just like it in hindsight, it really is just like a pretty simple type plot that can just like trudge forward without having to like stray too far or like make anyone think too hard. Remember when Black Black Christmas tried to do a movie like like uh This is what Black Christmas tried to be. Yeah. And failed significantly. That is a bad good for her mail for film. But I fucking hate bad Black for Christmas. Her. Yeah, it's a bad for her film. <laughs> bad for her. Um but but I just wanna also say the Sam Richardson scene. I thought that was that's like one of the parts that I probably laughed out loud at, which part? was when like he realized that she was drunk and she he's like you're not that you're not that pretty anyway and she's like well I don't see you dropping any panties Paul or something like that and he gets like so upset and starts crying and runs away I know oh and he was like when's the last time she when she's like when's the last time like you and had he, sex with anyone yeah, during, the, during day? the day when have you ever dropped <laughs> panties during the day like Paul he also looked like a douchebag in that hat well yeah. you see him walking up I was like no because I just like Sam Richardson as an actor I was like. Oh God! And then he was—he was like, Dude. "Oh, you're that—you're that girl that whatever's named Joe or Danny took Mike. home." Mike, the other Adam took Brody's home. character. And and she was like, "You know, I'm not the only one who does this, and there are crazier people out there than me." There's a girl who with the scissors. Sequel. <laughs> yeah, Promising Woman Two. The spiritual sequel. This uh, yeah, the spiritual sequel. Scissor Girl. No. Don't <laughs> do that. No. 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 Just kidding. <laughs> Bad choice of words. The- um. Wait. So I want to before we start rating it, I do want to say my last fun fact. Because it involves Britney Spears. You might have talked about it a little bit, Kelly, but apparently, like, when Carrie Mulligan got the role, uh, Emil Fennell gave her, like, a a playlist of all the songs that would kind of set the mood for the film, and Toxic was one of them because... No, it was on there twice. Because apparently, Emil Fennell is, like, a super big Britney fan. And yes. she and, and she said... um, What did she say? And she considers the song to be one of the best of all time. At the same time, she wanted to rebel against a, dim- a dismissive notion that female pop culture is a guilty pleasure 
and therefore made it an integral part of the audiovisual side of the film, which I thought was interesting. I feel like everyone, like any type of femme fatale type of film, like uses toxic, to be honest. Like, I feel like there's always an instrumental version or wasn't there another movie that's semi recently came out that did another version of toxic or someone did a cover of it? The I only toxic like, I know is Pitch Perfect 3. But she's not fair for tell. That no, there's another one that took Toxic and did like a slower version I mean, of I it. I remember that when the, the trailer came out, it was a little different. The Toxic acoustic it was faster. It was a little faster, but mm-hmm. when the first trailer came out, they had it in there. People are like, "I need that on my playlist right now." Is that yeah, but it's just like I feel no. like people use Toxic a lot, and like I'm not just saying that because I'm a Britney super fan, but I just feel like it's used a lot in like type of femme fatale type of movies. Like I don't even know, like. I just feel like it is like, don't you guys like feel like you hear it all the time when people are like showing stuff like that? I don't I know. See, I can, see, I can see it. I never, besides this, I can't remember anything that I've seen it in besides pitch perfect three singing it, but I can see what you're saying. The way the song is, I can see that the violin, the violin part, the string part is what like always gets everyone. Yeah. It's very, um, nice to have like a, over like something like kind of crazy happening. Yeah. You ready? Ready? Or do you have any final Actually, thoughts? Actually, I'm Jim? thinking. I wonder if she chose this soundtrack because it, it's kind of like a collegey, college girly type like playlist. This whole all this music, like, "Stars Are Blind," Britney, like a typical college girl, maybe. So maybe that's why she chose this like this playlist. Oh, also, she, she's stuck in that mind frame. I forgot to mention this in the, the during the podcast. The very beginning, I love how like. It's like all the slow motion of the guys, like what they usually be like girls dancing was like these old, like fatter guys dancing. I was like, that's funny. And then it like goes back and it's like this sad, depressing bar. I was like, nice touch. I was like, it's going to start off nice, this movie. Well, not nice. <laughs> good. And he, Jimmy, let me ask you, Jimmy, do you have any last thoughts, final thoughts of the movie that you, that is now your number one movie of 2020? I don't know. I just, I think it's just, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Ever seen? Yes. So like top three? Yes. What I'm else actually, is in your top three? I'm actually thinking now a lot of my top threes are good for her movies. I have Gone Girl and Midsommar in like my top five. did you start good for her and just start not telling us? <laughs> I think like are when you... I see a movie like a femme fatale movie, I'm like, yep, I got to see that. You really do. You have a thing for femme fatale I movies. I love those movies. What's that other movie? Like you wanted to watch When the Bow Breaks so badly. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's about it's like, this woman who's like, they like, oh, like a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, you can have like, you can you be our surrogate? And she at the end, she goes, I'm going to love your husband. I'm keeping this baby. And they're like, it's uh, like obsession. No, Jim, no, like, let me tell you, Matt, I don't know if you knew, but Jimmy literally asked me to see this movie every week for like a month. And I after never saw it. Promise the Young Woman or the other one? No, when, when the, the bow, bow breaks. breaks. Oh. And I was literally like, fucking no. And he's like, I just really want to see it. He's like, I love these types of movies. And I was like, I really don't want to see it. Go see it by yourself. Did you end up seeing it, Jimmy? No. Okay, so let's 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 rate this. Let's rate this sucker. Matthew? Um, I'm gonna give it a let's go crazy. I'll give it a ten. Uh, Kelly. Oh wow, I'm not, even I'm not going that high. I I'm had a nine point five. Oh sorry, I had a nine point five, but then I was giving it a ten. I was, I was, and then I was like, you know what? 9.7. So this is, this is one of the best of 2020. I'm very shocked you gave it a 10, Matt. I was, I was going to do it 9.5 because there are a couple like little nitpicky things I didn't care for. But like overall, I was like, I think about it. Like you, you keep thinking, it's like a parasite type movie. You kind of keep thinking about it. So, and I was like, it'd make my brother happy to give it a 10. So 
Now his day is his day is made now. It's all for Jimmy. Jimmy can go to bed happy today. <laughs> Promising woman has a nine point six for pop or view standard. Nine point seven. No, Shut sorry. your mouth. Nine point seven. Round it up to ten. I guess it has a ten now. Apparently, Jimmy. I guess it's, it's a twelve. A it's a, we're at twelve already. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. Check us out at Pop Poor Review on social media. Uh, click around www.poporreview.com. We're on wherever you look find uh, podcasts. Check out TitanCast. And we'll see you later. Bye. 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 That was a TitanCast episode.